ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 105. Back in his seat. Feeling good. Looking good. Big Dill. Dill, how are you? Yeah, we're doing well. Definitely back in my seat. It's uh, kind of back to what a normal podcast recording feels like, you know? Yep, we're back in action here. I'm your host, Teach, as always. And as always... Coming to you from Cleveland, although we mixed it up a little bit last episode. Big Doge, Doge, how you doing, bud? Doing all right, man. Wish I was back on the couch. Right, it's a lot know. easier, that's for sure. <laughs> Pods are definitely a little bit smoother when we when we're right next to each other, that's for sure. So, what can you do? Um, so before we go any further, let's do uh, we got two thousand five champions here, San Antonio Spurs, Big Timmy and the boys. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben, first year. The White Sox, and the Hurricanes for the NHL there. So, yeah, interesting year, uh, you know. <clears throat> but it's going to be a good episode, good pot. Mm-hmm. Anytime you got a Tim Duncan championship in the episode, you know it's a good one. So, we got to we got to tighten up for Timmy here. Hashtag tighten up for Tim. Episode one hundred and five, boys. We got first quarter. We're going to do a little college football coaching carousel. A lot of things moving since the last episode that we had where we talked to the Quack Talk boys. A couple of those positions have been filled. A couple of those names we talked about have moved around. A couple of names we didn't talk about have moved around. So we're going to touch on that here in the first quarter. Second quarter, we had to push it back because we had such a good time with the Quack Talk boys. But we know you've been waiting for it. It's a little formula doge. So stay tuned for that second quarter. Third quarter, <clears throat> I wrote down my picks before this week, folks. So there will be so no issues. So did I. And it is week 13, guess the lines, baby. So we're prepared now. And in the fourth quarter, we're going to do our little contenders. Or no, excuse me, we're not going to do contenders, pretenders. We made our own version of that. Mm. Called Tankers... Prankers and bankers. So stay tuned for that. Going to be a good fourth quarter. Going to be a good show. But as always, we've got to warm it up. So, without further ado, you know what? I'll just go first. We got to give a congratulations to Mr. Jim Harbaugh. First win against the Ohio State University up there at Michigan. First time in 16 years that Ohio State didn't have a tackle for loss. So pure domination up there. The snow coming down, the big house rocking. So, good victory for Jim. And like any coach coming off a big victory, you start saying wacky things. You know, you're riding off that big big game high. And his quote, which seems to be pointed at Ryan Day, we're not totally sure about that, but I mean... It's, it's just got to be. It has to be. Uh, <clears throat> with the quote being, some people are born on third base... <laughs> And they think that they've hit a triple. So, kind of referencing that, you know, this is Urban's team. And now that it's kind of starting to not be Urban's team, you're a little bit more vulnerable. So, um, we'll see how that plays into the rivalry next year. Because I'm sure Ryan Day wrote that quote down. And is looking forward to playing them, which will now be at Ohio State next year as they rotate that. So, looking forward to that, as they say uh, in that rivalry. Set your clocks. Um, and yeah, so good stuff for them and quick, very brief, 
so hopefully brief because we don't need him to be be out of the rotation for the whole season. But we got to do a quick pour one out for my boy, my guy, but now New York Nick Kemba Walker, officially been pulled from the rotation of the New York Knicks. Um, started off the season pretty good, getting some minutes, starting obviously scoring a little bit, but has not really been contributing. Hasn't been playing a lot of the fourth quarters, so. Tough to see one of your boys, one of the guys, one of the most iconic shots that I've ever seen live, that Pittsburgh shot in the Sweet 16, kind of being pulled from the rotation. But, uh, I don't know, Tibbs knows what he's doing. Obviously, the Knicks aren't a terrible team. So, feel bad for him, but it kind of is what it is type thing. So, um, Dill, we'll swing it to you. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. So... We're down here in Cincinnati, but yep. over the weekend on Friday, this past weekend, so the day after Thanksgiving, well, Black Friday, yeah, yeah, the University of Dayton, the Dayton Flyers, Ooh, yeah. took down Kansas in the Bill butter. Self Jayhawks um, with a crazy shot to end the game, 74-73. Uh, they ended up hitting a game-winning uh, buzzer beater, and... <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it, it was kind of similar to that Kawhi shot where it just, like, didn't go in for a long time after he shot it. And it was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, and that was a huge upset, obviously, with them being... Uh, Massive, yeah. With Kansas, that is, being the number four team in the country at yeah, the time. Yeah, big, big rock so, chalk there. Yeah. Just a little bit of college basketball. And, uh, yeah, there you go, UD. Speaking of that, I don't know if you tune in... To the game later that day. Uh-huh. But Duke-Gonzaga was a heck of a match. Yeah. And it was. Very brief. Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banquero. Looking forward to seeing them play in the big league. Those guys are going to be good. Go ahead, Doge. Give me your buzzer beater. Whoa. That, that was a good game. Yes. Buzzer beater. Well, you think... Actually, you know what? Why don't you give me your buzzer beater? Save your warm-up for... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> give me your warm-up. I'm just excited yeah, so. to get going. Yeah. College football playoff, going to shuffle again here. Big games from the past weekend. One thing that I need some more attention is that Alabama is getting a lot of credit. And they've barely escaped some some games against some mediocre teams this year. Dude. Let me list them out for you. They're getting lucky. Only beat so. Florida by two. 31-29, Florida's now 6-6, six and six, fired their head coach. They lost to Florida A&M, 41-38. A&M now barely ranked their 24. Only beat LSU by 6, 20-14. LSU is now 6-6, six and six, fired their coach. Mm-hmm. They only beat Arkansas by 7. They're barely ranked as well, just ahead of A&M at 23. They had to go to four overtimes to beat Auburn by 2. Also, a 6-6 six and six team. So, they just don't have resume that I feel like they do in a typical year where they wind up making the college football playoffs. And it seems like the teams that they do beat really bad, now they had a good game against Ole Miss. I'll give them that. Outside of those, I feel like the wins that they have, just they're either beating up on really bad teams or barely beating mediocre teams. Yep. And I feel like these middle-of-the-pack teams that are really giving them trouble should affect their college football playoff ranking kind of like it did Oklahoma. And yet, here they are, sitting at the top, because they're an SEC team and because they're Nick Saban and they're Bama. But I hope Georgia just puts the smack down on them. 
so we can really find out what this what this team is because I don't think I don't think they're quite the team that people think that they are just because they're Bama. I think they're not nearly as good as people are giving them credit for. This is the first time I would say in forever that you don't hear all about the six humongous dudes who are all seniors who have all been playing together on the Alabama offensive line or the defensive line for that matter. That's usually where Alabama, I don't know, whatever whatever saying you want to say makes their hay, you know, gets the goat. That's where they get the money to the bank. Like, that's where they always have their guys. They always have a bunch of crazy good offensive linemen and a bunch of crazy good defensive linemen. And it just doesn't seem like that's the case this year because teams who don't even have good defenses, like Florida in this case, I hate to say it this year, but they didn't have a good D and they and Bama barely scored on them. Or Auburn, who's really not that good in terms of if we're talking top five, ten teams, because that's where Alabama's ranked right now, they barely beat Auburn in overtime. And that's supposed to be a rivalry match, and I believe that was like a 14-plus you know, favorite for Alabama, and we got to go to overtime. So I'm with you. You know, Maybe they've got the offensive guy. They've got the quarterback who can make it happen. Um, Menchie's, you know especially in that game against Auburn, you know, when they need a big play, they can go right to John Menchie and they'll it'll happen. But I don't know if they're going to be able to survive against these Bulldogs because their defensive line is ridiculous. And all they do is hold people under 20 points or whatever. You know, nobody sure. scores on them. <clears throat> so yeah. I'd, this might be the first time in a while, if, if maybe ever, that we see Alabama actually get embarrassed in a game. For real. And I'm saying that right now, and they're going to come out and win, and this is going to be a hilarious pod, you know, whenever we do it after that game. But <laughs> that's what I think is going to possibly happen. But right. it's like there's potential embarrassment for Alabama, but their offense might be able to keep them in it with just pure talented star players. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I guess no, that's it. Correct, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll Any be other? surprised if their offense really does keep them in it because. They needed to drive down the field to score a touchdown as time expired just to get to 10 points to send that last game into overtime. Right. They were down 10-3 to 3 with like a minute to go in that game against Auburn. I mean, that's bad. It is not good. My point being, though, in which all they did on that drive was kick back and give it to Menchie. Yep. So, like, if they are going to need a play, they can probably go to those two guys. Now, I'm with you. I think the Bulldogs are just going to run them over. And. Yeah. It's going to be the first time, or I guess it will be second time, but the first year that Saban loses to his assistants, and it's going to be Jimbo and then Kirby in the same year. So, looking looking interesting. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Doge. They're, they're a bit, not even a bit, they're pretty fraudulent this year. I agree. But you, look, you take a look at the rank, you take a look at the, the record, and you go, huh? Oh, I guess they're Alabama. So, Dill, any thoughts on, on Bama, Saban and the boys? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to be by far the best offense that... Did you see his rant the other uh, day, by the way? I'm so sorry. Saban? Yeah. No. Did you, Doge? Go ahead, Dill. Yes, about the, uh, about the fans being upset that they're not winning by enough. Yeah. Yeah. You entitled. 
It was just hilarious. I've never seen somebody just get so worked up so quickly. Fans <laughs> um, gotta have a point because that's my exact argument. They should be ranked lower, I think. Right. But no, I'm I'm with Saban too. I mean, you play the game to win the game. All these fans are asking for. It's different because I'm not a fan. I'm just a critic. <laughs> so well, it's like you. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I mean. I don't know, whatever, you can't beat them by 50, but, like, you used to not even win games before Nick Saban. So, like, what the heck, like, what is this? Like, right. who do you guys think you are? Yeah. So, and it's like, it's not like you're going to find a replacement for him, man. Like, he's, that is a, a well-oiled machine down there. <clears throat> so. Undoubtedly. Let's move on. Let's talk about some more college football. Little coaching carousel. We've fired up the uh, <clears throat> wheel of debate here. We've got six different options for our wheel of debate. I'll read them off for you, and then we'll we'll read off the total options we've got here, and then we'll we'll spin and we'll do maybe you know two or three, whatever, and we'll save some of them for maybe another day or maybe just not at all. Here we go. So first, Billy Napier to the Gators is one we got. We got Brian Kelly to LSU. We've got <clears throat> oh dang it, I doubled up. One, excuse me. That's funny. We got the Miami, Florida job. We've got Notre Dame being open now. Brian Kelly leaving. We've got Lincoln Riley to USC. And there's a lot of rumors, which I just want to talk about them if we get this, but it may not be true at all, of Cliff Kingsbury going to Oklahoma. No. Very interesting. I don't think so either. I don't know why you do that, but that's why we're going to debate it. We're going to talk about it if we get there. So, without further ado, ladies and gents, let's spin the wheel. In case you're wondering, the starting position is Brian Kelly to LSU. For all, for all the fans out there that think we don't actually spin this bad boy. And it's Brian. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Lincoln Riley to USC. Dill, I'm going to give it to you first. What, just give me your comments. What are your thoughts? Because I've got things to say about this, and I'm going to wait for both of you guys to go first. Yeah, I would say, honestly, um, I think that, you know, this is a pretty good hire overall. You know, I, I think that USC, uh, this is probably their best, like, actual hire in quite some time. And I think it's going to be a start that they can work with. You know, I think this is something they can, you know, definitely get going from there. They need to get some... Uh, you know, big-time quarterbacks through there. You know, those all-star type guys. Yeah. Who are just going to live in that. I think a bunch spotlight. of people have already you know? decommitted to Oklahoma to start going to USC yeah. now. And I think Caleb Williams is going to transfer as well. So they could be ready to rock pretty soon. Yeah, Spencer Rattler did. Yeah, well, he's leaving. He's not going to go with Lincoln Riley now, though. I don't think. That'd be funny. But go ahead. Doge, what do you think? Um, it surprised me. Um, you leave one great program to go to another, and I mean, that's kind of the, 
was kind of a pattern with some of these other guys on this same list. Um, USC, I mean, you, you can call them a great program. I think they really haven't been competitive for a national championship since 2005. Yeah. But, um, I mean, some might argue that Sam Darnold got them kind of close, but not really in my eyes. And well, the fact, the fact that even, like, him being, like, frisky enough makes, like, people think that they're close. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't right. know. Like, if you can get him kind of back, like, people will think you're going to be back. Because they haven't been anywhere for so long, like you're pointing out, Doge. Um, I mean, it's it, it, it definitely surprised me. Um, I mean, this is not the best year that Oklahoma's had. They've had some close games kind of in the same, same bout that I've been talking about Alabama. I mean, they wound up blowing a couple. They just lost their game to Oklahoma State, and now, you know, they're going to be struggling on their own anyway. Um, however, uh, to see him go to USC, that's been a team that's been struggling for a while as well. Um, I understand if you chase a paycheck, if you want some warmer weather, you know, maybe you just always wanted to be in L.A., I don't know. But um, kind of the way, you know, he moved, like, he's already in L.A. Like, he, news came out, he's gone. Oh, he's if gone. I'm, he's gone, gone. From Oklahoma, that's, that irks me a little bit. Um, I heard, so, on Rosillo's pod, they said that they, like, paid for his houses in Oklahoma and bought him a house in California, so it's just like, there's no, like, he's just gone. Like, already gone. Like, he's out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I, uh, we'll have to see what kind of talent he can bring there. But, I don't know. I, I feel like Say leaving it, a those. program that has a history of making the college football playoff to a program that hasn't made it yet. Oh, but if USC, if USC was USC was undefeated any of the years, they would go on like without a doubt. If they were, but they haven't been able to get those guys there. And if it's Lincoln Riley is the answer, like well, they haven't had a they haven't had a good coach. I mean, they've had laughing stocks of coaches. Steve Sarkeesian was drunk. Lane Kiffin doesn't. I mean, he was awful back then. Right. So like. Just having a competent human being, I think, is just going to be very nice for them. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think it takes you know a few things. Uh, obviously, you need someone that's competent, but it's not going to be just a competent coach to get coach that gets you there. Well, duh. So, but I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know. There's there's something weird in the water at USC, and I can't put my finger on it. So I think it's. If you know, he's, it's a sought-after sought location, but I think it's a weird move when you're at a school that you can oh, plainly I, say that you're going to be, you know, if you're undefeated or a one-loss team, you're going to be in that playoff conversation every single year. And you're going to a team that, you know, has been kind of flirting with 500 and a losing organization for a little while. Well, the whole now. point is to you build gotta, it, though. You got you to gotta think. I get uh, that. And it's a, it, I think it's a bigger program for sure, if you can bring it back. And... Oklahoma's moving to the SEC, so he's going to have. This to is have exactly what I was going to say. This is exactly what so I was going to say. Riley's probably like, "Yo, I'd rather go somewhere that sucks, build it up, in a conference that like isn't really taken very seriously outside of like Oregon and Washington for a year." And well, know. and he's such an offensive guy, so why so, would I want to go to the SEC mm-hmm. where it's only defense? And I and I'm already going to get like I might lose four or five games a year now, where I can just go to the Pac-12 right. and. Win a bunch of games. Like, if I'm a USC fan, I'm thrilled. I don't know if we could have gotten a right. better person. 
Correct. If I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm super salty. Like, you would have thought Lincoln Riley was the king of the castle there. You, I'm with you, Doug. Like, I don't know. You'd think why you'd want to leave, but if they're going to give you that all that stuff, yes, why would you not go to USC, I guess. But then if I'm, like, just a neutral bystander, like myself, like, don't you want to be, like, I at least admire a person we might talk about later, Brian Kelly, for going to the SEC. Like, there's nothing else for him to really accomplish. He's gotten to the championship with Notre Dame. He can't recruit the same way at Notre Dame you can at LSU because of the academic standards and just the location of the team. Like, some people just don't want to go play in the cold. A lot of people want to play in the warm weather. Louisiana, SEC, it's big, big game football. But, like, so, like, at least he's going to do something bigger, like, than that. Like, whereas I guess, like, that's if that's what you're bringing up, Doge, like, it's a pretty lateral move in terms of, I mean, you're not going to do better than Oklahoma at USC. You might just do exactly the same, but at least you're going to build it, per se. Right. But I just think it's a little I mean, little baby back bitch move to not want to go and stick with your guys and go to the SEC and give it a ride, at least. But whatever. It's definitely yeah. going to be easier to be in the Pac-12, I'd say. Yeah. Probably so. And in the contracts, I mean, they... I, I don't know the exact contract details, but I'm pretty sure that the perks that they gave him, it's going to be more money over a long period of time. I mean, it's it's great that way. I oh, guess. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma has a history of making the playoffs, and you're right there, and you have the opportunity to try to bring in some of your guys because you haven't been there for a long time because Kingsbury was there. I, I'm just – my point about the playoff thing is USC hasn't had a good coach since the playoff existed. So they right. haven't even had a chance. 